0: Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. these people are all freaking out. CNN, MSNBC. Trump said he'll only be a dictator for day one. That's it. I mean, these people are so stupid. Meantime, they're promoting this. What's well, got to be a terrible show? I haven't seen it, but it's got to be terrible. 9 p.m. tonight on CNN. I like one of these people. This uh, Gail King. Her biggest talent is she knows Oprah Winfrey. That's her big talent. And, uh, Charles Barkley, they do a show together. Barkley and Gail King. 9 p.m. tonight on CNN. It's gotta be just one big puke fest. It didn't do well last week. Oh, it didn't? No, it Ratings
1: wise, I saw it didn't do of well. Of
0: course it didn't do well. <laughs> Who <laughs> wants to watch this? Well, yeah, if you
1: like Barkley, maybe, you know.
0: Yeah, Barkley's fine when he's hanging out with uh, Ernie Johnson and Shaquille O'Neal and Kenny Smith. But put him in the room with some. I mean, Gail King is a racist. You know, I feel badly because it seems like every time I talk about an African American person these days, I call him a racist. And I do because they are. Every single person who's African American in the media is a racist. That's terrible. Sorry, Charles. Joy Reid's a racist. Gail King's a racist. I mean, I'm sure there aren't. Does that, you know, I guess um, who
1: are?
0: I don't even know. Who else? Ernie,
1: I couldn't find anybody, Ernie, yeah. uh, if you took the point guard. and well. Now, let, let's let look at how the Lakers actually <laughs> shot up. I know Shaq was talking, but it's not. Uh, uh, Gail has more. It. I don't know. <laughs> that would be
0: fun if that's that tonight, a little breakdown of the NBA. I know the Knicks are out of the tournament. Anyway, listen, uh, Curtis Saliwa set the world on fire yesterday. He does it every day. That's why he's on the show every day. I mean, he gets big ratings noon to one every weekday afternoon, the Rip and Read. He gets big ratings hosting overnights all weekend long. But here with me every day, he brings you something different. He really does. He really does. And yesterday, before we get to the Christopher Ray stuff, Curtis, yesterday he told you about a poll, which only he had. Only he had it. In fact, they gave it to Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani, later yesterday morning on this show. And Giuliani nearly had a heart attack. And this poll, which Curtis talked about yesterday, had in a hypothetical election today for mayor between Eric Adams and Andrew Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo kicking the shizzle out of Adams by over 20 points. That, Curtis,
1: became the talk of New York yesterday. Absolutely. My phone blew up. It was about Democrats. And they say, could you share the analytics, the data? Because that's what these wash women in politics always want to see. They want to see the data, just like in baseball now, analytics, data. So I said, it's 168 pages. They said, what? I said, this is a very detailed survey about the Democrats throughout New York City, in which, in this survey, AOC rated out the most favorable, all-out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. The one with the least favorable ratings was Eric Adams, Swagger Man, with no plan. I mean, he crashed and burned. In the poll, one-on-one with Andrew Evil Eyes Cuomo, he even lost the black vote to Andrew Evil Eyes Cuomo. He did? He lost the black vote, the Hispanic vote, the Asian vote, the white vote. His numbers are just cycling into the abyss. Everything was negative, 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 although... Andrew Evilize Como could be walking around saying, I could be mayor tomorrow. You know, I got that ability. But up against Gillibrand in a statewide primary, because remember, she's running in the presidential year next year, he loses to Gillibrand
0: by a good margin, by about 16 points.
1: Exactly. So you see, in a one on one battle, you have these guys who have so much baggage. Eric Adams now, you have Andrew Evilize Como that they basically end up slicing and dicing one another. Yeah. But the Democrats were salivating. And for the first time, the poll indicates that Democrats say that this sanctuary city nonsense is going to destroy the city. First time Democrats have agreed uh, by. When you say Democrats, do you have any names for me? You say no, Democrats, no, meaning the poll was of Democrats. Okay, got it. Got right, it. it was not of Republicans or independents. Got it. Okay, so,
0: so the the Democrat pollsters are even saying Sanctuary City no good. And remember, folks, when I get tough on, on Mayor Eric Adams, and I do, because initially when the migrant crisis started, two things I still can't believe. One is he thought it would stop at five or ten thousand. Why? He knows what's going on. He knows the borders have been wide open, that Biden, Harris, and Mayorkas have been derelict of their duty since. So there's no way he could explain to me he thought it would stop
1: at 10000 That's just stupid. And secondly, he proclaimed we're a sanctuary city. Come on in. And hold on a second, and this leads right into Director uh, FBI Director Ray's warning to all of us. Eric Adams of late, every time he's been asked, Are you in favor of closed borders or open borders? We believe the borders should remain open. Oh, God. That's the official position of the city.
0: Please. I I
1: think the official position of the city is doggy. I keep asking. Because we take it in the ass every day. I keep asking (laughs) the city officials, elected officials, uh, members of council, city council, where does it state that the official policy of New York City is to support open borders? It doesn't. Nowhere. Where does it say that we're a sanctuary city in law? doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. So they continue to perpetuate this fraudulent thing. I'm telling you, I'm at the point. I want to get an initiative and referendum on this whole point of sanctuary city. Let the people vote. The poll amongst Democrats that we released yesterday, they shocked the Democratic world, is that Democrats are now opposed to sanctuary city. That's good to hear.
0: So you did send me this uh, Chris Wright story yesterday and you know you're scared the living daylights out. I mean, I talk, I'm honest with you. I called Michael Kemper right away. I'm like, do I need extra security? Because, well, there are some hosts in this city, like you, who are clearly pro-Israel. There is nobody, nobody who's nearly as negative when it comes to the Palestinians, not just Hamas, but the Palestinians as I am. And I'm Jewish. So those two reasons right there make me a legitimate target. So you send me this story about Christopher Ray. I call Michael Kemper, who's also Jewish. I go, what should I do? And he was lovely. He was lovely. But if you missed what Christopher Ray said yesterday, you got to hear this. He's in DC and Lindsey Graham asks Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI, any similarities in terms of threats to 9-11. I think Ray's response is going to scare the hell out of you. Lewis, cut number 11.
1: A warning now from the FBI Director Christopher Wray in a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing.
0: What I would say that is unique about the environment that we're in right now in my career is that while there may have been times over the years where individual threats could have been higher here or there than where they might be right now, I've never seen a time where all the threats, or so many of the threats, are all elevated all at exactly the same time. That's what makes this environment that we're in now so fraught and why funding our men and women who are working shoulder-to-shoulder with state and local law enforcement and other partners every day makes it even more important, not less. So blinking red lights analogy about 9-11, all the lights were blinking red before 9-11. Apparently, obviously, all of us missed it. Would you say that there's multiple blinking red lights out there? I see blinking lights everywhere I turn. I see blinking lights everywhere I turn. Curtis, you know New York is next.
1: Oh, look, it's always been next. They want to run the table. The third time will be the charm. And now, with that information coming from Christopher Ray, all the lights are blinking. All of them. Who do we prevent from doing their job who can snack, uh, snatch up these terrorists before they hatch their plot? ICE immigration and naturalization, that track these terrorists. Uh, Eric Adams believes, like uh, Andrew Cuomo, they're terrorists. Hochul refuses to allow local law enforcement or state law enforcement or the courts or prosecutors to deal with them. Here we have this great federal agency set up after 9-11 to prevent this from ever happening again, and we have ordered them on the sidelines here. I want to hear Eric Adams justify yeah. not working with ICE or Hochul Or any other Democratic leaders. Uh, You're right. I mean, it's just, it's pathetic. And and then again, going
0: back to that poll, which you shocked the world with yesterday, the folks that like Cuomo better than Adams, it was Cuomo, I believe, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, who actually referred to these ICE agents, maybe the most courageous of every agent we've got, the
1: most courageous as, quote-unquote, thugs. Is that true? That's right. Uh, Justin, see if you can get that cut. I mean, this, he he repeated it over and over. Never called MS-13 thugs. Never called members of organized crime thugs because he doesn't believe that organized crime exists like his father. Never called
0: those losers who raped and pillaged and burned our cities. The real
1: insurrectionists, As BLM, I, never called them thugs. And don't uh, don't leave out Antifa, right? Antifa and Black Lives Matter, although Black Lives Matter, the, the acronym has changed here, Sid. Remember, they're big, large mansions now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they scared the achievements out of white people. White people threw money at them. They're still throwing, please oh, don't hurt us. Throw money at Please
0: I, don't hurt do us. You remember, you remember the stories where there'd be black people Who'd be in the street, and yep. they would ask the white people to lick their toes, yep. and these pandering white losers would do that. And I tell, would chop and that tell that the toe cops, off.
1: remember, and tell the brass. And one police officer take a knee in front of me, take a knee in the pit. Yeah, I want you to hear Andrew Evellise Cuomo. New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York.
0: You son of a bitch, you're the biggest thug of all. The biggest thug and loser and lowlife of all, Let me give Andrew you, Cuomo.
1: Let me give you more breaking news here on the Andrew Cuomo front. He's back from Corleone in Sicily, having followed the footsteps of Michael Corleone, plotting his comeback, his political comeback, his vengeance, the butt feud. Who was he sitting with at Juniors in downtown Brooklyn, across from LIU right down Flatbush Avenue, openly, Frank Sedio, remember who I pimped yeah, slapped at that rally?
0: I saw Frank at the, uh that night, uh, the rabbi night, where they honored A.R. Bernard and my dear, dear friend, your friend too, Keith Kantrowitz. Frank was there that night. He uh, he said hello to you.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Meantime, uh, you know what they were huddling about? You're hearing it first here on the shit wrote You always get the first cut. Thank you. Here it is, Andrew Ivelias Cuomo is sitting with Frank Sedio who used to be the boss of the most corrupt Democratic county in America, Kings County. He's trying to find a spot for Melissa DeRosa to run for the state senate in Brooklyn. You're hearing it exclusively here on the Sid Rosenberg show. Hey, I saved the best cuts for you. The best cuts of the apple cake, the Jewish apple cake goes to the Sid Rosenberg and um, I appreciate listeners. that, of course. Now, imagine this. They're already making deals. The guy is acting like he's already mayor, like he's, he's just stampeding over Eric Adams, who, by the way, is going back to Washington on Thursday with the tin cup in his hand. <laughs> oh, no, he's not. Yes, he is. They've already made it very clear Till after the election there's no money for New York. There's nothing. Let me tell you something. If you've been raising money for Eric Adams, you better be out of town when, when the jet wheels go up on Thursday and he's heading towards oh. D.C., the FBI may be raiding your house. Oh, my God, you're right. Stay
0: hey. away. You know what's funny?
1: Hey, Frank Caron, you, may, you better make sure you're out of town, well, leave, well,
0: leave Frank alone. Uh, that's my friend. Uh, you know, it's funny. You mentioned Andrew Cuomo. I don't know if you know this, but today happens to be not just St. Nicholas Day. Happy St. Nicholas Day to John and Margot and all my Greek friends. Today is Andrew Cuomo's birthday. Oh. How do I know that? The only person I know, there's two people I know that hate Cuomo more than you. Yes. Only two. Janice Dean and my friend Jennifer Harrison. Victims' rights. In fact, Jennifer is the reason why Michelle Esquinazzi is coming up next. Today is Jennifer Harrison's birthday. She shares her birthday with the man she despises most, Andrew Cuomo. So happy birthday, Jen. As for Cuomo, Shove it up your
1: ass. Let me let me make this mention. How about the two of us, the dynamic duo? We're not Greek Orthodox. But the more important holiday than St. Nicholas Day today is the Epiphany Day on January 6th, when young Greek men go down to the Hudson River where you catch uh, the speed ferry out to the Rockaways. Yeah. Right near their new church there in the World Trade Center. And they dive into the Hudson Ice Cold River to retrieve a wooden cross for you, it'll be a menorah. Yeah. Right. And let's challenge what? Eric Air, Adams and Andrew Evilize Cuomo to swim in the Hudson River. Me and you versus those two, Ebony and Ivory. You know who
0: would do it is, uh, our mutual friend Arthur Idala. You know how I know that? He's a member of the Polar Bear
1: Club. Yeah, but yeah, let me tell you something. He uh, he would end up. Sinking. No chance. Uh, no, no, you, no you know chance. what
0: struck me of what you just said even more than getting the cross and all that? That takes place on January
1: 6th. Jan- 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 that's January a, that's 6th. a good thing on January a 6th. Epiphany day, but for you, it's got to be the menorah. And by the way, <laughs> tomorrow begins the shakedown of me, my two sons, Hanukkah. Oh, yes. December 7th to December 13th, they're already reminding me, Daddy, you got to get me a present each night of a Hanukkah. Eight nights. Right, so eight nights times two, that's 16, and then they say, and don't forget Christmas. I say, wait a second, it's Christ-mess. <laughs> he says, for us, it just means more presents. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, you get breaking news here that you don't hear anywhere else. And I'm going to give you more ammunition here, Sid, in your battle against all those who are attacking Israel. America is responsible for having dropped 2 million tons of bombs on the most bombed country in history, Laos, during the secret war, during the Vietnam War against Laos and Cambodia. And who was... Responsible for that? Henry Kissinger, who is now room temperature. Two million tons of bombs in a country of only three million. Where were the complaints about that? Oh, no. That's right. Bomb them into the Stone Age, remember? Bomb them into the Stone Age, said Curtis LeMay. We didn't have a problem with that, did we? But God forbid the Israelis defend themselves from, that's right, genocide! Oh, God, lay off. Don't drop any bombs. Hey, do as I say, but not as I do. That's always been the American way.